Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Stanuatu, a Survivor Vanuatu rewatch podcast brought to you by the Bitter Jurors Network for the Survivor offseason during the summer. Um, as always, I'm your host, Christine Palin, and we have made it to the merge of Survivor Vanuatu. So for people who like typically don't like this season, they're like, the pre-merge sucks, but the merge is better. Well, I hope I've convinced you, if you're one of those people, that the pre-merge is actually pretty damn good. Um, but if you are one of those people, we're getting to the part of the season you're supposed to like, apparently. So, I mean, I love the whole season, and I think it just gets better and better from here. So I'm so excited to be kicking off, like, truly where we start to see these storylines come together and these characters fully fleshed out uh, with Now the Battle Really Begins. This is the Merge episode that aired on November 4th, 2004. And of course, I couldn't do this alone. I have, a, as always, have a lovely guest. So I'll introduce him, read his short bio, and then we'll, we'll get into it, talk about his relationship with Survivor. So I'm joined by Connor, who is at I'm Just a Con on Twitter. Uh, Connor works as a lob, lab, a lob tech, a lab tech, but most more importantly, is an avid consumer of reality TV. He's a rookie survivor fan but he says he's gonna do his best i really like that that's really sweet welcome connor hi hi i like i made a little flub i'm gonna leave that in so the people know that i too make i sometimes make mistakes like i'm not perfect i'm sure listeners no, think if, i'm perfect if you look at my job description it does say i'm a lot of tech so <laughs> you were right the first time so connor and i know each other from twitter just like followed each other on twitter at some point within the past yep. couple years and dm'd about Survivor at some revolutionary point. Revolutionary girl. And Utena, yes, of course, of course. Mo very revolutionary girl, Utena. A lot of that. <laughs> so this is our first time talking outside of the context of Twitter, which is really fun. Yeah, uh, voice reveal. Yeah, voice reveal. Um, so yeah, Connor, I, I really don't know this. Well, I guess I've known this. Like, can you talk to me about your how you got into Survivor? Um, you know, what were your, what were your entry points, your relationship with the show in general, and without spoiling anything, of course, your general feelings on Vanuatu. So, or okay. whatever you want to talk about related to Survivor. Um, okay. So I would say, so I'm, I'm, my comfort zone is mostly Big Brother. I'm I would so not sorry. I know, I know. It's, it's embarrassing. Um, but so it's kind of hard to follow Big Brother and not sort of like trip and fall into Survivor discourse. So I am aware of Survivor. Um, when I was younger, I remember watching um, the Australian Outback with my parents. Um, I think their takes at the time were um, Colby was robbed <laughs> and um, we were rooting for Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I feel was... like every like parent in America thought Colby was robbed and was rooting for Elizabeth. <laughs> oh my God. It really shows that if someone is the underdog, like you, you can literally root for anyone. <laughs> like, yeah. So then I actually spitefully avoided Survivor for a while because um, my sister was really into Survivor. And specifically, she was into, I don't know if you've heard of her, Parvati Shallow. Um, oh, is, that, is she a boxer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's pretty niche. She's pretty underground. Probably never heard of her. Um, but literally, all my sister would talk about when she was a teenager was Parvati's game in Fans vs. Favorites and Parvati's game in Heroes vs. Villains. I swear to God, she has not seen any other season of Survivor except for those two. And I was just like, stop talking about it. So I kind of avoided Survivor because of that. But then... Uh, around when the pandemic showed up, uh, Big Brother Canada 8, like, spectacularly imploded, 
and I needed something to scratch my uh, people lying to each other for money itch. And so we watched Winners at War. So I would say that is my first season of Survivor um, that I actually like watch watched. Um, a lot of people have said that's a bad idea and I kind of get it. Winners at War has a lot of like, hi, my name is Boston Rob. And here's how I won my season of Survivor. So, you know, I the whole series has basically been spoiled. Um, and I guess my relationship specifically with Vanuatu is I was cyberbullied into watching Fans vs. Favorites. And during Fans vs. Favorites, there are a couple cast members from Vanuatu here. And uh, I think I tweeted something along the lines of like, sorry to these people. I have no idea who these favorites are. And so many people in my mentions were like, oh, but you know who the Vanuatu girlies are, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> so um, after I finished Fans vs. Favorites, I went back and watched Vanuatu, which was like such a good idea. It's so good. Vanuatu rules. <laughs> I haven't seen like, like, a lot of survivor but like vanuatu's up it's so good it's so good it's it's underrated i'm so glad you got cyberbullying into watching micronesia and then got cyberbullying into cyber shamed in for, for not knowing the vanuatu girlies i can, then, I can <laughs> if you tag me in something on twitter i can be bullied into doing pretty much anything <laughs> okay listeners <laughs> after this is over bill connor into doing whatever you want you heard it first <laughs> You will do whatever you want. Oh my god! Please don't do that. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. No, but I had no idea how recently you started watching Survivor. I don't know at what point you followed me. I know you've been following me from like before, like COVID, but it must have been like short sometime after. Oh, this I, run I hit. I don't know. I'd have to go back in the archives. Yes. And because I it that. certainly wasn't because of Big Brother because I don't watch Big Brother. So yeah, must have you don't that. you don't fuck with your Big Brother because you're you know sane and <laughs> i do have like yeah. the awful brain words i think gabby pascuzzi has been tweeting about this how like she's not watched like any big brother this season but knows every single thing that's happening like i can tell you exactly what is happening in this current season of big brother you literally can if you spend like five <laughs> minutes on big brother twitter it's like okay what are we mad about today and it's just it's oh, it's so good i know I, it's I it's it. it's fun this is how i like to watch it i don't have to spend time on the feeds i don't have to get upset when things don't work out i can just be you don't have to watch the edit which yeah. is really bad and oh i don't have god, to hear the sound effects julie talk about a child of god or something oh my god <laughs> oh just, just, just oh. Well, we're julie not talking about big brother we're not talking about big brother <laughs> it's okay we'll talk about another julie in this episode um so yeah let's get the into superior julie <laughs> superior julie so let's get into this merge episode which in my memory wasn't i very memorable i was just like tragically rory goes but like actually as we made note of in our notes for this episode there are like 20 like insane quotes in this episode, this episode alone. Is so funny it's like everyone was like on 11 everyone is like i'm gonna say the craziest thing you've ever heard on survivor um so i'm just so excited this ended up being a really fun one to watch i watched this in the airport on sunday after my flight got delayed like four hours so this was i was really sad did you then, watch it four times <laughs> no i mean i watched it once i ran into slater kinney former slater kinney drummer janet weiss at the airport and then wait what like, yeah oh my god no i was at oh, chicago o'hare and my flight was delayed and i was like looking at like i was just walking around to find food and then i like looked at the departures board to see like where my gate was exactly and then i turned around 
<laughs> and Janet from Slater from No Longer Slater Kenny still in the band Quasi was like right behind me and I knew it was her because I knew Quasi had played in Chicago the night before. And I, like, Did you get a picture? No, I've like, gotten a picture with her before. I met her after a Slater Kinney show before, but I wasn't going to bug her for a picture at the airport, but I did talk to her. I was like, I, I'm assuming your flight's <laughs> delayed too and my flight's delayed. So this is like the best time to bug someone when no one's like has anything going on. And, she and was you can't nice. like run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was super nice. So I did that and then I watched this episode. Nice. Did you get her into Vanuatu? <laughs> I should have. Fuck. I should have been like, yeah, I have a podcast. <laughs> It's a great way to get into Vanuatu. Um, no, I did. Have you seen? Sorry, we're getting so off topic. This is this isn't off topic. I did like in my like Slater Kinney big Slater Kinney tweeting days. I did like do like an in depth analysis of each member of Slater Kinney on who I think would be best at Survivor. Like doing like different like characteristics, like who would be have the best jury manager. <laughs> Okay, so like now I'm really gonna go back in the archives because this seems like a hell of a thread to read. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll like retweet it on the pod account. I'll I'll, I'll find it anyway. <laughs> the people need to know. <laughs> the people need to know. I definitely thought Janet was the most likely to win, and I definitely said Carrie Brownstein was the least likely to win, and I stand by that. You should have. You should have told her that when you met her at the airport. It's like <laughs> I think you would win Survivor. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, that was a big sidebar, but that's a little flavor to the pod. Okay, so this is right after Julie and Twyla have miraculously survived Little Peppy 2.0. And thank young- God, God John, <laughs> young John got yeeted, um, just before the merge. So handsome, so dumb. For <laughs> <laughs> for for little, he should have stayed with his mechanical bowl. Um, <laughs> And so, like, Chris is like, we're all saying La Pevy 2.0 strong. Julie's just like, I'm just happy to be here. Like, and it's like immediately like, it's going to be great when the women see us and know that we're like good with them. And meanwhile, Chris is like, we got this. Like, I'm just obsessed with the way that she says it, though. Like, I don't know if it's me just reading everything Julie does as flirting, but it's just (laughs) the way she's like, yeah, I'm like so excited for the women to see us. And it'll be like so hot when they know we're like with you, you know? and like Sarge is like yeah yeah that will be hot (laughs) (laughs) like yeah it's like god Julie is incredible and like snuggling up to Sarge it's so transparent like even like Sarge it's so funny Sarge knows exactly what she's doing but he's like "Mm, she's hot though like I think he I like I I think on the surface he wants to acknowledge like yeah I know what she's doing but like deep down he's like no but it's real (laughs) (laughs) And I, I thought, like, I, I did like that Twilight's not bothered by it. She's just like, yeah, like, she can do that. I can't, like. <laughs> Twilight seems like she has one confessional where she's like, yep, <laughs> I see what ju- what she's doing. If I was 22 youngers, I might be doing that myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I love that it doesn't, like, drive them apart. as like you might expect, like, a narrative on, like, a show like Survivor to go. Or it's like, you know, Twilight's not, like, jealous. She's like, no, like, we're, do- we're both doing, surviving in our own unique ways. <laughs> and it's funny. I think one thing that I that I didn't realize on my first watch of Vanuatu, but going back and watching it now, is I I wasn't really paying that much attention to Julie. Mm-hmm. Like she's not she's she's under edited. Like release the Julie cut. Like 
her i think you've said it on another podcast but like it is bonkers how she is able to survive on this tribe for so long when like she should obviously be gone like twyla gets along better with the men like she julie doesn't really have anything in common with these men but like somehow she stills there i don't know she she rules there's, yeah. there, there has to be, I'm, I swear to God, there's like a cut of Survivor where it's just Julie on Lupevi 2.0, just like subtly like being a UTR queen and like just owning these men. I love it. I love this season. <laughs> and, and then we get this like nuts exchange where it's like, like, you know, like, like it's hard. She's like, Julie's like an exhibitionist and she's comfortable oh, is this with the it. the next morning? Or it's like, yeah, like I, it's like, and he's like, I'm comfortable with it because I've been to Europe. Like <laughs> this is the first insane thing someone says in this episode. Yeah, I fully I remember I remember this episode when I was watching and like the first time and I fully paused and was like, what? Like what did this man just say? Oh, like I went to Europe one time. It's like, oh yeah. So like, you know, they have nude beaches there. Like it's cool. <laughs> she was like Julie convinces like Sarge to like show off his ass. And it's just like he like for him to be like aware of what she's doing, but like it totally just like in putty in her hands. Like he she said, is making like, him feel so comfortable. Like he is whipping his ass out on television, and it's like, oh no, it's okay. Like me and Twyla are gonna do it too. It's so cool. Like I know. Part of me kind of wishes a merge didn't happen here and mm-hmm. Lepevy lost just to see like. I genuinely think, like, Twyla and Julie could get Sarge to, like, flip on Chatter Chris or something. Yeah. They seem like they just they just have him in that tight, weird, nude beach three. <laughs> I almost said threesome. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we, then we cut to you, sir, where, like, Rory is really annoyed that like some of the women aren't pulling their weight. He especially calls out Leanne and Eliza. Like Leanne's kind of like just laying around and he thinks Eliza's like a child. Um, and then, you know, he's like, Scout does work, but like everyone's just fucking around. And <laughs> like Which what is, is like it's really interesting <laughs> that like I mean, Scout of it like after Rory, Scout is doing the most work on the tribe considering that she has a bad knee and mm-hmm. the other women who are younger and like more athletic are just napping all day which like mood but <laughs> it, I, I think it's really interesting part of me thinks do you, not to go like release the un- UTR queen cut with scout as well but like <laughs> is she trying to pull in Rory I don't know. This is like, I mean, there is, Scout is like, for how much power she has had, like, throughout She's not all visible. these tribe, like, we are given very little insight as to why she is in such a great position all the time and, like, what she's doing to each other. Again, the fact that her, like, she's not a serious target, like, at all in the pre merge, given who she is and given her, like, athletic ability is nuts for this era. Like, she's survivor. textbook first boot. Yeah. Like, and so it's just a real shame that, like, Maybe, you know, it wasn't, she wasn't giving in confessionals in terms of explaining her strategy, but like we get just so little insight into what she was doing here, like in this entire pre merge. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really, it's unfortunate because I mean, I think I'm going back to your episode on the Lisa vote out 
um you guys were talking about how like yasser 2.0 is almost like this like there's two kingpins and it's amy and it's scout and they're like waging this proxy war over like whether or not to like vote out lisa and it's kind of like Amy has more power on Yasser 2.0 because she like has Eliza and she has Leanne. So Scout like isn't in the best position. Like I, so I, you'd think she'd be doing something. It makes sense to go and try to pick up Rory, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Scout, come on the podcast. I want to know what you were doing (laughs) for the whole game. (laughs) Preacher. Yeah. Like Rory's just like, God, I wish I could be around some men right now. Oh my God. Oh my god. These women have traumatized him. Like, the men were so awful to him, but he's been on Yasser 2.0 for, like, five minutes. Like, Amy gave him, like, one dirty look and he was like, well, maybe Sarge isn't that bad. (laughs) God, yeah. It's just like, and it's just, this is, I wish Rory had not gone here. I wish. Like, I think this is one of the great injustices of the season that Rory's not on the jury. Rest in peace. Like, (laughs) oh my god. He... He would have been the most like, incredible juror. <laughs> Rory as a juror, Rory just getting to question someone in the final, like, he would be like, why were you so classless? And it would be everything. And instead, anyway, well, he goes home here. Yeah, he goes home. And, but, this is a, <laughs> but this is a really great boot episode. I do like this as a boot episode for him. It's mm-hmm. like really like kind of a, a roller coaster in terms of him like feeling into the like he like he's so pissed here, and then he gets so elated to get the merge, and he's like, oh, we got he, Twyla and Julie. And it's just such a roller coaster, and I, I do love it. But I just wish they had put him on the jury. He would have been incredible for a Literally like, <laughs> cutting to him during tribals, like he, his face would have been amazed. There's this one shot from I think it's like on two episodes ago where he's giving Amy like the dirtiest look <laughs> while she's eating like manioc or something. <laughs> he would have been so good on the jury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, this is like one of the great injustices of the season that he's not on the jury. But I hope he had fun on the pre-jury trip with that like crazy group of people. <laughs> like collection of preachers um so we get to the first the reward challenge uh this episode moves pretty quickly until we like after we finish the immunity challenge and then we have a long pre-tribal segment so this moves pretty quickly and this is where you like it's like the 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 water bucket challenge you know someone goes to the bucket fills it up pass it around fill it in the jar and then whoever hmm didn't they just do this last episode? Like, didn't they just do, like, a water-passing challenge? Where, I swear to God, last episode, they were doing, like, uh, carry a bucket full of water through an obstacle course. Oh, it was, yeah, it was like, the, the coconut water. Yeah. You know, they carry, like, a coconut and put it in, like, a little jar. So, like, very, very similar, you're right. <laughs> Jeff was running out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the the winner, the tribe that wins, gets cookies, milk, and chocolate cake, and we'll get to to something about the milk, but um, I do think Amy and Scout are, like, the happiest, open, most openly happy people I've ever seen, like, reacting to someone being voted out. Like, they are, like, elated. Well, because if you look at the makeup of the tribe, like, it looks like oh, well, sorry about Julia and Twyla, nice knowing (laughs) them, and then they come back, and it's just like, oh! (laughs) we're good to go <laughs> and like and and you know sarge is like twyla's not going anywhere he's trying to like posture that they've got twyla, which is like so stupid 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Do you know Sarge has the most confessionals this episode? Like, he he's a lot. <laughs> I, I, uh, like, it's like, you think about this season, and it's like, most of the men are flops, and then Sarge is just like, oh, he's so awful. But like, <laughs> Rory has to be the one who goes here, because... <laughs> We can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah, and, and Scout is like, I had a dream last night that Twilight got voted out. Which is <laughs> such a Scout thing to say. I think more people in Survivor should talk about the dreams they have. Like, wasn't there in 41, like, there was a secret scene of, like, Heather telling Sydney about her dream. <laughs> Release yes, Heather she was- cut. She was like, it was like, it was like, oh, Sydney, like, I don't trust you because you were stealing from me in my dream. And then in the confessional, she's like, oh, I made it up. Like, <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was so cracked. How did that ma- not make the edit? <laughs> At least the Heather cut. Anyway, I, I do believe Scout when she said she did have that dream. I imagine that that that, that did happen. Um, and then Chris like groans when he sees the milk and Jeff asks, are you a milk lover? Again, like this, just like the second like bonkers line in this episode. <laughs> Je- <laughs> Jeff is sick. Jeff, it like like Chris grinding for the milk was already weird, but Jeff like can't let it just sit. Like he's like, I I have to make say the weirdest thing possible. And then he like literally is like, Chris, beg for the milk. Like, do you want the milk? And Chris is like, I want the milk. Oh. <laughs> And yeah, like, what do, like what do we think about milk as a reward? Milk is a terrible reward. <laughs> they're 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 just having a string of terrible rewards. I would not want to touch this reward. Dairy products, like in the middle of Survivor, plus like, I mean, the milk also comes with cookies and uh, spoiler, a chocolate cake that is so much sugar, um, and so much dairy, and it's 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 oh, it's disgusting. After and- you've been eating like. Just like plant, nice plant-based stuff. Oh, it's it, 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 your gastrointestinal system would just like diarrhea city. There, I said it. <laughs> and and the the milk would only like stay cool for like the first few minutes. Like you would have to oh like chug the milk because if not, you by the time you get back to camp, it's like lukewarm like jungle milk. <laughs> would production not keep it in a cooler? That's so mean. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Know. How I, long like, do you think? this how long do you think this challenge took i don't know i have so many questions we gotta like we gotta get someone who's on the pevy 2.0 on the pod i mean would love to get julie or twilight on the pod and be like what was the milk situation <laughs> that's what i really gonna say know. we did not touch it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this challenge pretty much like everyone is like struggling with this challenge sarge of course gets annoyed because he is a drill sergeant. Um, he's secretly happy he has an excuse to yell, though. Yeah, you know, he's like, oh, it's time for me to do my bit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Scout, like, gets, like, drenched at one point, and Jeff laughs really hard, which is, like, continuing the, cha- the trend of, like, Jeff being, like, really mean to Scout and challenges this season, like, <laughs> really picking on her. <laughs> he has this one line where it's, like, Scout is, like, trying her best to, like, walk slowly and, like, not spill the bucket. And Jeff is like, Scout's really taking her time. And then she throws the water and it misses. And he's like, and it didn't help. (laughs) Jeff, you're such a dick. (laughs) What did she do to him? Like, he, like, if there's an old woman struggling with a challenge in 
in older seasons of Survivor, especially, Jeff will comment on it. Oh, yeah, no, this is just like a, a lot of people getting wet and getting water all over them. And like the, the Rory's the one who first does the strategy of using his clothes. And right. Yeah. Like, heavy copies him and just does it better. I feel really bad for him because like his strat, like it was a good strategy, but Chris is just like wearing more fabric. And as soon as Julie points out like, Oh, ring out your shirt. Like it's over. Rory isn't wearing a shirt. It's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LaPevy pulls it out. They get the sugar city. And uh <laughs> they and it goes fun. so well for them. And they have fun for a second. <laughs> we get like a Sarge, like basically like hungover on chocolate cake. It says, I wish yesterday's challenge never even happened. There's so much footage of him like throwing up in the jungle. Like <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh my god. And how Going back to, like, leaving this food out in the heat, like, that cake is not still good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you, yeah, for this reward, you would have to eat it and eat all of it immediately, basically. Which is why Which you they don't. don't. <laughs> you don't, but, like, you eat the, even the amount that they ate, like, he, he feels awful. <laughs> and that cake looks so decadent. Like, mm -hmm. ugh, I can't... So I'm cringing. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so... Other than the cake, there is some interesting stuff going on with LaPevy here with the like talking about like kind of where we're going from here on LaPevy 2.0. And Chris and Chad are like, oh, that shit with Scout and Twyla, we got nothing to worry about. Like, we're we are good. And meanwhile, is it is it Julie who says like that the guys would be stupid not to read into that? Or is it Twyla? It's, I think it's Twyla in a confessional. Mm -hmm. She was I think she, there's a confessional of her talking about like what the hell, Scout? Like, yeah, I know you're happy to see me, but, like, shut up! Like, and it's like, the guys would be stupid not to read into that. And then it cuts immediately to uh, Chris and Chad being like, yeah, so we have Twyla and Julie. This is great. <laughs> like, a lot of, like, this episode, it, like, I liked this episode a lot um, for a lot of reasons, but, like, I like that it doesn't, like, completely bury Chad and Chris here, but it really shows, like, it, like, it really d demonstrates, like, how bad their reads were on like everything related to Julie and Twyla, especially Twyla. Like, oh yeah, there was a degree of like where this was going to happen regardless of their bad reads, but like, like it, you really see like they completely underestimate Twyla, talk down to Twyla, like do not, oh my think, god, do not view her as like her own player in the game. And some it's of just... the stuff they say to her during pre-tribal is, just, I mean, we'll get there, <laughs> but they they just seem to like think she's like a child and doesn't need, seem know what's going on. It's like, oh, you know, like Twyla's just here, but we'll strategize for her. Like, don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, and and that's what kind of we're seeing here with Chris and Chad, just like kind of assuming this alliance is a given. They're like. We've decided this alliance is happening. This is great. Um, and Chris tells Chad, he's like, I think you and Sarge have a leg up on me. Um, and Chad, like, is a, this is so, it's so funny. It's Chris immediately realizes what he says and just starts cackling. And like, he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, Chad just has, like, the, a slight, like, face crack. It's so funny. And, like, it's like, it's reminds me of, like, the, like, yeah, it's just so funny. Like, I had forgotten about this and it, it cried me up. Uh, it snuck up on me, yeah. <laughs> and 
yeah, like Chris is wheeling and dealing going into this merge and it doesn't go too well for him in this uh, as in this first vote. He <laughs> thinks he is set up. He's like, okay, we're going to go into a merge. I'm going to have like 20 final twos. So that way, if one of them goes home, everything's going to be fine. And it's like, okay. <laughs> the man literally has a final two with every single person. on. The- he's got a final two with Sarge. He's got a final two with Chad. And he seems like he's basically has a final two with Julie. He has a final two with everyone except for Twyla. And it's, he, he's, he's giddy. <laughs> yeah. And Twyla's the person like he really needs to rely on here for this vote to work out. I mean, Julie too, but like, it's, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I really love that it comes down to Julie and Twyla being the swings here. Um, I like how this episode kind of keeps them as a pair, mm-hmm. even after the merge. Like if you go fast forward to like the pre-tribal, um, it's a lot of people coming up to talk to Twyla and Julie and you never really, I mean, I guess they're leaving it open to be like, Oh, like, are they going to go with the women or are they going to go with the men? So they kind of have to keep them as a unit. But I really like that pairing of Twyla and Julie just because they're so different, but Mm -hmm. they're like, well, I guess we have to work together. Yeah. No, it's like, I love it. Like, like I think we talked about in the last episode, love and unlikely swap duo, and I just love that this oh, yeah. duo like continues in this into this this relationship continues into this episode and is like significant. Um, I love when people who don't necessarily like each other are kind of like forced to work together, mm-hmm. like they were on opposite alliances on Yasser 1.0, but it's like, well, we're the only two girls, so I guess we gotta figure something out. Mm-hmm. No, it's great, and and this. This vote is again a sad at where he goes. It's a great vote in terms of it's like a great drawing, vote. drawing it's a, a great line vote. in the sand immediately and and uh glad Amy stays. Um, so oh, yeah, great outcome. I'm sad it came down to Amy and Rory, but it's a great way to wrap up their like pre merge storyline. If I had to pick one of them, I mean, you come on, you pick Amy, yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about, <laughs> Rory? So, I love you, but. Come on, she's a nice queen. She's <laughs> <laughs> a nice queen. So yeah, like I said, that like this episode flies by before the immunity challenge. That's just like the brief, you know, segment we get for the between the challenges, and we go straight into the challenge because Jeff has a merge to reveal. Uh, he is like, this is something they they don't do all the time. The like revealing the merge like right at the challenge. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is something. Yeah. So, so this is they've definitely done this at least more than once. This is, but this this is like revealing the track, the 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 merge at the challenge, and then they get an extra long tribal cycle. So like this is something again yeah, the notes I made note of because it's like usually like when you have the the immunity challenge usually happens like in the morning or like I assume like early afternoon, and the okay. tribal happens that night. Like okay. tribal usually happens. I think in most, don't quote me on this, but that is in most seasons of Survivor, that is in like, that's certainly how it always plays out now. It's like, so do you literally only have usually like two hours to strategize before they cart you off to tribal? I don't know the exact timing. It kind of depends on like you know, the timing of the challenge, but you have like right. an afternoon and then into the early evening. I'm sure it depends on a lot of factors. That's so, so short. I, so yeah, but this is like, they have overnight and this is certainly not the only time this happened. I can, I've definitely seen this before, but I was like, oh shit, this is a long tribal cycle. Um, so that's interesting, but yeah, so they, they, you know, he announces the challenge, the merge at the challenge, 
Rory is stoked. Like, they're like, we're going to go to Peppy Beach. Like, he like, breaks the immunity idol. Like, he's like, I am, this is it. Like, I am, I made it out of this tribe alive. And my uh, head canon is that, um, like, Rory breaking the immunity idol is the reason it's like, well, I guess we have to do the merge now because we don't have a tribal immunity anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, it's like, Yep, it's over now. We have to we have to just move on. Like you know, shuffle things around. Um so the challenge itself, it's like, you know, kind of the two I think they did some pearl line it's similar no 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 I'm, I'm thinking of Josh. Um you get two groups, kind of like two different heats, go up to the wooden towers, get climb to the top, and then like go to cross the balance beam, get a flag, jump off the tower, come back to the beach, and you have to do that like three flags and then the first two people from each group makes the final round yeah and then uh, it's basically a final... the same thing yeah yeah um can i just say so i used to be a lifeguard when i was 16 so i feel like i have expertise in this area oh, the water is very shallow <laughs> and the towers seem very high like it it doesn't seem safe to me like i i don't know it seems like they jump in the water and then they swim for like a few meters but then they're walking the rest of the way it's a spinal injury waiting to happen um get a different challenge Ooh, canceling <laughs> 2004 survivor was that it. fire was that too fiery <laughs> I love to imagine like if Twitter existed in 2004 and you were watching this, you'd be like, as a lifeguard, <laughs> I want to give big props to Scout. She never gives up. She like, you you could totally see her pulling the, I don't know, the, I guess it, is it the Sandra strategy of just being like, oh, I don't really, hang on, I'm, I'm phrasing this wrong. Sandra she could just out. Pardon? Yeah, she she got like Scout could be like, okay, I'm just gonna go to the Sandra bench, like I'm not even gonna try, but she she's she's doing it. Mm-hmm. And like it just obviously it doesn't work out for her, but I just love that uh, that Scout uh, really tries. And uh, I also want to shout out Eliza for doing really well in this challenge, making it to the final heat because her like on the season there's been this narrative that Eliza sucks at challenges which we've been trying to debunk we've had a Mitchell was in Eliza's good at challenges truther um, like Eliza here she's her she she's she's a great swimmer and like she's like she Eliza has a I know Eliza has a reputation for being like amazing at puzzles but watching this kind of reminded me like oh she she also can do like some physical challenges as well like she's a challenge threat but connor she can't catch a pig (laughs) why would we keep someone like that around (laughs) can't catch a pig oh well you know we got to keep leanne happy (laughs) (laughs) like leanne loves her pig challenge um and yeah so it's like eliza sarge Rory and Amy make it to the final round. Uh, and this is like a one where it's like, I would have been happy with anyone winning immunity out of this form, but Sarge. Oh <laughs> my God. Sarge. There's a parallel universe where, and Rory was in the, like Rory was up there for mm-hmm. most of this challenge. There's a parallel universe where Rory wins this challenge. And this season is much better because we have Rory on the jury. And he's <laughs> giving us iconic jury moments. He's very gifable. And he has a, a fun little angry speech at the end. And it's great. And we stand, but instead we have Sarge. And it sucks. 
But we do get Jeff saying the next insane line of the episode, which is Jeff like gives him the necklace and says, let's see if this will fit over that big noggin. Oh, God. Like, just strange behavior. Um, it's not like, like, I'm used to modern Jeff being like a little bit insane, but like. Like he hasn't become Jeff- a weird alien yet. Yeah. Yeah, I he seems very chill here, but some of the stuff he says, I'm like, what? <laughs> what is a milk lover? <laughs> milk lover, calling all milk lovers. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, then we just jump into the pre-travel segment, but it's a long one. Like this is they they've we've got a lot to cover. Like I'm glad yeah, they gave us a day and a half because they have to like get their flag, get to know each other, like. T- there's a lot to talk about and one of the thir- first things that said is scout saying i just miss twyla so much deep down in places i can't even talk about but she says it in that scout way where it's like well i just miss twyla in places i can't even talk about and you think oh that's so kind con- wait what <laughs> <laughs> it's just i've never heard any like so that turn of phrase, like the plays that game talk about, is just so like she's incredible. This is <laughs> really a good season play. for weird phrases. I, <laughs> there's another. I, I mean, we'll get to it, but um, like in the past episodes, we're talking about like, oh, did you? Am I going bye bye? Like this, this season is weird like that. I love it. Oh yeah, no, like like, uh, Lisa started it to be to be honest with the mm-hmm. bye bye saga, and they were like. You know, Lisa's gone. We gotta pick up the tour. We gotta step it up. The we producers were like, "You guys just gotta string weird words together." <laughs> and it's, we, I think it's Twyla says, "I want a nut." <laughs> <laughs> that is Twyla who says that. Oh my god, I, I love Twyla so much. Twyla's great, and like Sarge gets wasted. And he's drinking coffee. Like, this man's body. <laughs> I don't understand how he's, like, walking around. He's, like, wasted. He's, like, bowing down to the coffee machine. He's definitely had, like, seven cups of coffee. He's had more chocolate cake and probably a lot of the other stuff in the merge feast, which included... Did I feel like Eliza said there was cheese there as well. <laughs> just more dairy products. This guy is not, is not selling himself up for success. And he just swam, like, a bunch of heat and like a bunch of laps in the water you're like more like walked around in the water um because it was very shallow but yeah so just like it's a miracle he makes such a tribal uh and rory is like so so happy he says i'm just so completely ecstatic to be back on men (laughs) practically throws himself back into Sarge's arms and is immediately like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. Go- we need to get Amy out right now. You guys don't even know what she did to Bubba. Like, you gotta get her out now. <laughs> I know. His, like, he's like relaying the tragedy of Bubba is so funny. Because it's like, he's like, we gotta get rid of her. Like, he calls the Women's Alliance an all-women's union. The Men's Alliance should be called the management nothing that that trend (laughs) oh my god like it's just like rory's just like she slit bubba's throat like she's a monster like and meanwhile amy is just like reclined on a hammock somewhere just like surveying her new camp minding her own business unbothered 
oh, I love that's Amy one so of much. the great things about Amy is that she is those things are like all true but she almost like tricks you like she's like so like the way she carries herself is like so unbothered like you could see like you would need someone to convince you like no she's like she's like fucking evil <laughs> it's crazy how and like she catches votes this episode she's the target for the other alliance and she catches four votes and she presumably knows that the men are voting for her but at no point in this episode does she even flinch Mm -hmm. she's just sitting there like everything's going to be fine (laughs) and chad is like we all knew amy was on the female kick Yes, we did. Yes, we, we did. did. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like everything everyone says is so funny. And Chad is talking to Rory. Chad and Rory are having like a nice strat- such strategy session. He's like, oh, Chad's like, okay, we can bring the minority over to our side. And Rory's like, that's me. Like, I am I'm the minority. Boy. You're talking to it. They're all together. <laughs> and and Sarge is like, doesn't apologize to Rory. Oh just God. like, it's in the past. We're best friends now. <laughs> I think I think the line he says is something along the lines of like, now, you know, I didn't think you were a hard worker in the past. Anyway, let's get Amy out. Like, <laughs> Amy unites people. She really does. Her power. <laughs> She's magnetic at both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> and Scout uh chooses the tribe name she chooses alinta which means people of the fire classic um, scout you knew classic she had scout. that you knew she had that in her back pocket she's like i hope they let me name the merch tribe like she definitely workshopped it a bit she like, definitely had a journal that she had in sequester where <laughs> she was writing like a list of merge tribe names <laughs> and if you find it alinta is probably circled in <laughs> got a little star next to it it's it's great it's perfect yeah. <laughs> and she yeah. also kills it painting the merge flag mm-hmm. it there's just a nice little like blending of the volcano into the sun there's a beautiful little ombre scouts arts and craft skills are unreal you know what now that i'm thinking about it it's a it's all i know we like this season a little bit because it's old school survivor <laughs> and there are no idols but scout would make a beautiful <gasps> fake idol <laughs> oh my god no she would oh now i need that <laughs> Oh. No, I need that. Brings. I have been listen. I have been like trying to get like we need some return, like an Island of the Idols situation with some returnees from this season. Put I Scout need on Scout's island. giant head, and I need Amy's giant head, and they can hide in a little box. I haven't seen Island of the Idols. <laughs> Do, but is that the one where Boston, Rob, and Sandra are in yes. that little box during tribal making little yes. quips? Scout's quips would be so good. <laughs> Oh my god, she'd be so like ruthless, but like so southern and like sweet. One of the reasons I love this season so much is, and I guess this is just reality TV in general. I really like mean women, and Scout <laughs> is ruthless. Like she seems so nice, but some of the shit she says, you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> What's it, Mia? When she voted me out, she's like, good luck finding a husband with like <laughs> acting like that who will put up with you. It's like, it's just so like personal. I'm obsessed. Amy's, or Mia watches this back and is like, "Wait, does Scout just say I would be forever alone?" <laughs> like, and she goes and has she has a little cry, but everyone else is like, "Oh, Scout." Like, and that's from someone Scout knew for like three days or something. Like she's that ruthless. And like that read is incredible. Um, so 
Yes, the Eliza's super excited to be back with Julie and like Amy is painting Julie's stomach and they're just like all the girls are like bonding, doing body painting, like plucking each other's eyebrows. I I love this episode so much. So like a lot of this episode is focused on the men missing obvious red flags that like the vote isn't going to go their way. And you never really see the women stressing about the vote not going their way. They're mostly just hanging out in the corner and like vibing. They're braiding each other's hair. There's this one awesome shot where someone is like painting Amy's face and she just has this presence that makes her so terrifying. Mm-hmm. I, I know love exactly her which one. so much. I really like, um, it kind of reminds me of in Pearl Islands. One of the things I really liked with that pair of, it was Sandra and, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mix them up. Krista, Big Bird. Krista, I almost said Dara, and I'm like, it's it's not it's not her. That's a different, anyway. Um, but I feel like there's so many scenes in Pearl Islands where it's just Sandra and Krista, like, sitting on the beach in the water, and Sandra's doing, braiding Krista's hair, and the braids get, like, more and more elaborate as the season goes on, and Sandra's, like, whispering in her ear, like, we should kill Burton. Like, <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's my favorite favorite way or maybe not my favorite I don't know it's it's just such a good way of like bonding with people and it's just nice to see it makes it makes like the visual storytelling more interesting when you get, do get these moments of that's that. true like, it, it shows so much and like that it turns like a regular form would just be like a one-on-one conversation into this like I don't know, like the like you described with the Sandra Krista thing and like and it's this. kind of like I, I like how it works too with Amy doesn't really have that many confessionals this episode, mm-hmm. but you can feel like her aura and her power over these women just from the way they're all shot. Like it just seems like Amy's always sitting down. The women are kind of like orbiting around her, like tending to her like body paint. And it's, it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Amy's so powerful. We stand. Um, Amy, if you listen to the podcast, I'm sorry. I didn't know who you were on Fans vs. Favorites. <laughs> She's aware of the podcast. But, Is she um, actually? Yeah. Um, Evie on the Pride of Spoken, like, name dropped it. There's a guy <laughs> of a clip of Evie name dropping it. So thank you, Evie, again um, for name dropping that. Uh, yeah. So Amy has heard the word Sanuatu. Um, <laughs> and she yeah. smiled and she nodded and was yes. like, that's nice. <laughs> that's literally yeah, exactly. She was like. Oh, <laughs> cool. that makes sense. There's definitely a podcast about people who are obsessed with me because I'm awesome. Anyway, back to my life in New Zealand. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, and so Twyla and Julie are like, like Ch- Chad comes to talk to them because they're like, we're good. We're sticking together. And, Ch- and Twyla and Julie is like, we need to get Rory out before Amy. Rory's like, we've seen he can win challenges. And Chad is like, absolutely not. We have to get Amy out here. He is so rude to them. Like, he, what, what does he say at one point? So at one point he says to Twyla, like, Twyla, you got to drop this whole Rory thing. It's yeah. like, dude, you need her vote. Like, if you want Amy to be voted out, you need to be nice to Twyla. He's like, oh, like, you know, it's just math. Like, she's, like, dumb or something and she can't count to six. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> 
like there's a f- that's a big mistake Chad and Chris and the men in general but specifically Chad and Chris make here is the way they talk to Twyla in particular this episode I also think the targeting Amy is really short-sighted um in terms of like it just seems like such a big move it's so it's like okay you've identified this person as being in like the best position in the game yeah just met these people like a lot of these some of these these other women like how are you going to convince them like to like flip on this like even like i know i understand they thought they had twyla and julie with them but like I feel like if they had talked to like Twyla a little more, they might have. She might have been like, "Yeah, I fucking hate Eliza," and they could. Cool. Oh my god, they should a hundred percent be targeting Eliza here. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like Scout oh wants Eliza out. Scout wants Eliza. That's the other thing. They think they have Twyla's vote. Like, why don't you have Scout's vote? Like, mm-hmm. do you think they would come as a pair? Mm-hmm. Like, are you not going to talk to Twyla's best friend about what Twyla's maybe up to? Like. I can't picture Twyla going against Scout. But yeah, you're 100% right. You could easily say like, hey, Twyla and Scout, you hate Eliza and you could take out Eliza. Amy loses her majority and then you guys aren't in your like shitty men versus women situation. Yeah, like, and this is a season with no idols. There's no fear of like, you, you literally just need to get the majority here. And they have like, like they have the connections with Twyla and Julie to make that happen. I, you know, I Julie wasn't gonna vote out. I don't think so. Like, that, that's difficult. But they could have gotten Scout. Obviously, I think. I think Rory, they could have. They Rory is also like a hundred percent. There's definitely footage out there of Rory and Scout just like bitching about Eliza mm-hmm. on Yasser 2.0 being like oh she can't even build a fire and then Scout being like and it's a damn shame it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like I it's it's interesting to watch this episode back because it's it, it's just the targeting Amy just feels so like if you're getting this much resistance like from Twyla and Julie the move would have been to be like okay do we have another option is are you are you willing to consider someone other than Amy it's just like when they say we want Rory they're like no we want Amy they're they just like don't it's like literally you just need to get a majority and And now that I'm thinking about it is it almost may not that I mean is it almost maybe Rory's fault for hyping Amy up so much as this super villain they're like oh my god like Thanos is in the other alliance. We have to vote him out. To a degree, it, it, in the sense that, like, I think it, it just like the men had just complete tunnel vision with Amy here, who we obviously we recognize she is dangerous. Like, I I think we've seen that happen, and like, I don't think it was the wrong read for Rory to be like she's dangerous. We should get her out. But like, it is just yeah. Like, there's other ways to weaken Amy in the long term. Other like. And I Amy's get, I, skill I get is that it. she like she's really good at holding people together. She's really mm-hmm. good at like making Eliza and Scout like have to work together mm-hmm. and like holding the young women with the old women. And it's like if you take away the pieces that she is holding together, she's not as strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like literally, they just needed to get like be like. Oh, talk to Scott a little more. Oh, you don't like Eliza? Let's get Eliza out. But yeah, it's it's, it's just interesting. I, I I don't I want to speak to what would have happened. I think like because there's a lot of things we weren't shown. Like you know, obviously you know 
the survivor edit is a liar and sometimes people are walking around with whole ass idol nullifiers in their pocket (laughs) that we're just never gonna learn about yeah but this is just to say that i think there's a path of at least less resistance that they could have tried to weaken this and it's just it's not a shame but it's just for it's a shame for them the men that they didn't figure that out um and Eliza asks Amy, she's like, well, who are we going to vote out? Like, who do you want to vote out? And Amy says, she doesn't care. I don't, like, I don't know. One of the guys, like, why are you asking me this? A like, boy? Who cares? <laughs> it's so funny. And then, like, Chris is just, like, hounding Twyla, being like, we have to vote out Amy. And then Chris, like, in confessional, or, like, he says, you, like, have to strategize for her. And this so is so condescending. So rude. Mm-hmm. And it's looking at I mean, like, they've seen Twyla, I mean, I guess she didn't fully, like, betray her alliance when she was swapped over, but, like, you have evidence that, like, Twyla is a strategic player. Mm -hmm. Like, you see how close she's trying to get to Sarge on Lepevi uh, 2.0. Like, she's not an idiot. Like... (laughs) I think one of the biggest mistakes you can make when playing Survivor is like assuming that like the people you're playing with aren't intelligent people working in their own best interests. Like there are some people who get cast on the show who do not know what they're doing and like who like are kind of just like, you know, they're in their people. John K. John K. People are more more inclined to like be good at certain aspects of the show. But I think it is better to overestimate people than to underestimate them. For sure. And that's what they just completely view Twyla as like a pawn and as someone who's just going to do what they tell her and they end up blindsided by it. Like, and it was, it was so obvious that's what was going to happen. Like, I mean, the first time I watched this, it just felt like, like a slow moving car crash. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, oh my God, they don't know. They don't know that like. They're in the majority with the women. They're they're in a minority up against a women's alliance. These poor guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) And, like, Twyla's, like, saying, like, to their faces, I do not want to vote Amy out. Like, I want to vote Rory out. God. And... I just think it's really funny because Chad and Rory do talk about Amy being condescending, which she is, and it's funny. Um, It's hilarious. No, it's a... Amy is condescending, but she is condescending to men. And that makes it okay. <laughs> but, like, they're correct. Amy's condescending, and I get how that's frustrating. But then yeah. Chad and Chris are being so condescending towards Twyla, like, and to her face and in confessional and to each other. And it's just that it's just so funny how they are do not have the awareness of, like, hmm, that might alienate Twyla if we, like, don't listen to her and, like, don't talk and to her. Compare... If you compare the way that like their con that amy is condescending to the way that chad and chris are being condescending to twyla chad and chris are thinking that twyla is stupid and Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to play survivor but if you go back to air instances where amy was being condescending you could think of when her and leanne were talking to rory and they were just like sorry, bud, there's a women's alliance and the fact that this alliance exists and you're just not in it, oh well. Like, she's not... I was almost going to say she's not belittling them, but, like, she is belittling them. I don't know. It's different. It's different. (laughs) This is, like, the... The, we are being the embodiment of the tweet. Girl does some sociopathic shit. Her gaze. We stand. Honestly work. Honestly work. Honestly work. (laughs) 
That is literally us right now. But oh honestly, my god, <laughs> when Amy like looked like she was about to uh, run Eric through with the machete in fans versus favorites, honestly, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Work. <laughs> Work. Um, and this is where we're gonna get into having to talk about Sarge. This is some talks. cringy shit. Yeah, and this is. It's, it's more than cringy to be on. It's a look. Yeah, so Sarge does. I do think his monologue about how evil Amy is is really funny. Where he's like, she's getting her, she's getting her face painted, and he's talking about like having her the women under her spell. It is funny. Like he's like totally hyping her up to be this villain. Um, you know, she's being tended to by her handmaidens. You know, <laughs> it is just like, yeah. And then this is where Sarge. Like, this is where I, like, some people really like Sarge as a character, as, like, a fun character on the season. And I, I enjoy the role he plays in this story in terms of, like, this at certain points. But this is where it's hard for me to enjoy him. He enjoy kind of, character. in that, like, type of character, he reminds me, I'm watching Survivor China right now, and he reminds me a lot of, like, not in the same way, but, like, John Robert. You know exactly yeah. what I'm about to say. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, I get that you're here to be a problematic buffoon that we're supposed to laugh at, but at the same time, like, you're not being... You're, you're saying some mean shit about these women, and I feel bad for them having to be around that. <laughs> yeah, so... Anyway, do you want to say the specific... Yes. Um, yeah. So I'll say what Sarge specifically says. So he's upset that Amy is close to Julie, and he says, I want her gone, being Amy, before she can, quote, infect Julie. And then he implies that to Twyla, he's talking to Twyla, and he implies to Twyla that Amy is going to try to sleep with Twyla. And then he makes some pretty obvious, like, sexual innuendos about, like, Twyla, like, Amy having sex with Twyla, and Twyla kind of laughs it off. I don't know how she felt about this. Uh, conversation but it I is- think she looked like she was running away as it was happening yeah. she was kind of doing that thing where it's like ah, ha, 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 bye yeah and and just kind of stepping away who I like I do not we do not know Sarge as a person we only know him as what we see on the show as a tv character as a tv character I do not know this man it is possible that Sarge and Amy are cool outside of the game so I'm not, obviously we're not speaking to any current relationship they might have anything that might be said after the season um and wh- what he says in his personal life but this is some of the most like blatant homophobia I've ever seen on Survivor in terms of like I mean there's some bad shit like like and I think of have you have you seen Marquesas I haven't seen Mar. Okay. oh wait no I've seen I I've seen the clip of Boston Rob yeah. being like, that guy's a queer. Yeah, there's this. So this is nothing new, but this is just in terms of like, for me, like what really like when I rewatched the season a couple years ago, I was like, holy people never talk about this. People do talk about the, the, are, are you gay dude? He's a queer. That's my Boston Rob impression. It was people really talk- good. <laughs> He's a queer. Um, <laughs> um, people talk about that. People talk about like, you know, like as Brandon in Africa with what's his name? There's one guy who's like a military guy. I can't remember. I I don't know. Yeah, people talk about that, um, and there have been you know other instances of this, but this is something I never see people talk about, and it's like such an obvious like playing into the predatory lesbian like trope um, in terms of like, and he's clearly tr- exaggerating and making a joke, and like think he thinks it's funny, but the w- use of the word infect is like. So comes across as yeah. super insidious to me and like it just like really is like oh fuck like that's just like 
I again like maybe a certain like again at the time and if you're a straight person you might be watching this like not like picking up on how insidious that is but like as someone who was like like yeah I just might makes me think of like high school like I came out really young and like this like girl in a locker room like it's like the thought I was like gonna come on to her and try to like hit on her and like make her gay and it was just like it really took me back to that like you know 2000s line of thinking which is still obviously see like gay people are still being like framed as like uh predatory they're, they're groomers we yeah let them around children yeah no it's um yeah it, it, it's tough it's tough it's tough it's uh like you said you don't we we don't know sarge as a person we only know him as like a character on this show but just kind of and especially because it's in a confessional so it's kind of framed as like his inner monologue it's like oh like this is like the thoughts of like what people think about gay people and like you know can't i mean i guess they can say it to their face i don't know yeah and like it's, it's especially out. with him like having this thing it's i think he's just it comes across he's especially like incensed that it's julie this like younger woman he's like kind of julie like stop cuddling with him and he's like oh, oh my god it, it just it like really sits weird for me and it's yeah, I, 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 something I'm surprised doesn't come up more. I mean, people don't talk about Vanuatu a ton, like, you know, outside of a few major, you know, story beats and characters. But this is, I mean, very of its time, um, but unfortunately not super of its time, but also very present, you know, line of thinking um, as we continue to see. And, like, again, I hope, you know, I hope Sarge Jamie are cool outside the game. And, like, you know, it, but as a, we have to think about, like, the reason I, like, want to, I'm not trying to be a party pooper, but, like, really like hammering into this i know we both wanted to talk about it but it's like we have to like think about like when this aired like this like if you're like a, just a random like your average american watching survivor you maybe haven't like seen like many if any queer people on reality tv and at this like it, amy has not been explicitly mentioned as like being queer but like um it was she it was known it was like mentioned in like the the preview press for the season so it was like public knowledge to a degree um and even if she even if she wasn't like queer like he that's the implication she's making so it's like you know like even if you're saying this about a straight woman just making that assumption about her that's still like the thing that's being communicated i mean just to think about the way like what is this what is what sarge is saying is reflecting to the audience at home it's reflecting the idea this idea that like it's kind of like sarge is like the mouthpiece for just like how like that specific i mean i guess it's not specific that's what we were talking but like that type of homophobia assuming all queer people are like trying to convert people around them into be gay and they're predatory and then he's saying that to people at home and kind of reinforcing their biases and them thinking that it's oh like you know here's this guy from the army who is saying this he's a sergeant he has a rank i should respect him um i'm i guess unconsciously thinking this is an okay way to talk about gay people i don't know i'm just spitballing it's gross it's really gross it's just important to watch these things in context and like be like "Ooh, (laughs) this is coming from a very like homophobic culture and like even we watch it today it's you know like it hasn't 
aged well in the sense that like you watch it today and you like cringe but it's also like a really good time capsule Mm -hmm. or not time capsule is not the right word because it implies that like it's not like prevalent today but it's it's a really good just kind of like snapshot of Mm -hmm. that type of homophobia and it's a good to talk about it because you know we can use it as a teaching tool I guess I don't know I'm just spitballing yeah it's like we can't not talk about it especially like so many of the people I'm having on the podcast are queer and like I mean it is it is explicitly a a queer survivor podcast (laughs) I'm like I'm like imagining that a listeners could be like why are these gays talking about this but if oh man someone's someone's typing a tweet up about woke survivor as we speak canceling Um, Sarge (laughs) yeah it's and it, it just kind of almost okay going into this season like what i knew about vanuatu was i think someone described it in a tweet as like vanuatu runs just on like pure lesbian energy and it just kind of has i kind of went into it thinking it kind of had this like joyous queerness about it you know it's like you have these two women who are queer and they're in positions of power and they're kind of running the season and it's very interesting and then you have these little moments where it's like oh but like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know yeah lot to say um i'm i'm glad we talked about it because it was like i thought i did not think that happened this episode i thought that was the next episode but like no it happens here so it was when it happened i was like ooh, we are getting into it um but uh jumping back to the actual like you know game the like the actual boat chris feels super good about twyla and julie going into the tribal he feels really good about their plan to take the women out and on the flip side amy is like super certain about like uh julie and twyla she's like twyla she well, so twyla's bad. like with me yeah she's like twyla's with me twyla's not going anywhere like she's able to speak in like such certainty and like she's correct with the way this vote turns out yeah she just like in that confessional where she's like i could never see twyla flipping on the women's alliance and then you go into tribal and twyla does not flip on the women's alliance <laughs> amy is correct amy just has this way of i i could go on i don't know i i feel like i'm not like specifying like amy's specific charisma enough she's like such an interesting character and i just love the way that she doesn't say much but what sh- she has this air of confidence about her but you can also tell like she's dangerous like it really reminds me of i know you I, I know you don't watch big brother but have you have you seen big brother 6 like no i oh know. my god oh my god okay so there's this player in big brother 6 named maggie who we've we stand um and like she's often referred to as kind of like this cult leader and she honestly kind of reminds me of it like the the overlap isn't perfect but they're both just very like soft spoken not soft soft spoken is not the right way to say it they're both just very you can tell they're paying attention to their surroundings they have this like terrifying charisma around them they're very good at sort of persuading the people around them to do what they want there's this awesome scene in big brother six where um amy or not amy um maggie's a nurse um but someone thinks she's a cop because of the way she's carrying herself and she's just kind of playing with the hoh key and she's like 
oh you think i'm a cop that's funny and then like it's it it's amazing i i love i love that like i don't know if it's an archetype but amy you you rule i don't know (laughs) women women i just think that women (laughs) (laughs) and yeah um this whole pre-tribal segment is great and uh that's all scrambling you know even though i don't really think what sarge says it's this it's an interesting segment uh really gives it some insight into the way amy's perceived and you know where people think the lines are drawn and you know i feel like it's hard for me to say because like i this is a rewatch i feel like it feels pretty obvious that uh uh, Twyla and Julie are gonna stick with the women going into tribal. I, the so I when I picked this episode, I remember watching this, thinking it was just like so certain, mm-hmm. you know, that like oh my god, these guys are so screwed, and they do not even see it coming. They do. I mean, the edit does a little bit of a good job of hiding it. They don't explicitly like Twyla's not like super clear in her confessionals about what she wants to do julie doesn't have any confessionals at all this is a mistake release the julie cut um but yeah it seemed pretty obvious to me going into tribal that um they were gonna stick with the women yeah and uh yeah going into this tribal we i also forgot when they started doing the body paint i was like oh we're getting the jeff body paint on julie um so so cringy as we've mentioned in the, we really revealed in the first episode, we can reveal it, mention it again. Julie and Jeff did date after, uh, after the season. For I want to know everything about that relationship. Like, it, first of all, asked, he asked her out over email after the season ended. Oh my god! On like Hotmail? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I bet his Hotmail's like something like papa underscore propst at hotmail.com <laughs> oh my god but do you know how long they were together for oh let me look up they were together for oh a while god. it was like a significant relationship they dated they were together for three years um jeff's quote this quote in an interview of people magazine he said i finally met someone who could teach me about love julie's given me a sense of balance i've never had <laughs> It's like it's like fingers interlacing. He's such a romantic. Oh my god. Do you think Julie breaking Jeff's heart is what makes Jeff go full on like insane Jeff mode later and survive? He's like, never in the history of my life have I had my heart broken to this level. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I don't want to speculate, but uh yeah, I mean we can't we can't like we can't prove that's not what caused we it. We can't know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, but Jeff like seems like he just like does not know how to react to the the, the Julie body paint. He looks a little flustered. He's um, like, I don't have a vote. <laughs> <laughs> and Rory is still giddy about the merge. Poor, poor Rory, he has no clue just how fucked he is here. He's been he's so happy. Told him that he's good. <laughs> And it's funny too because in the edit or in the in the pre-tribal, there's a confession of him being like, "Well, I don't have a, I don't really have a relationship with uh, Julie or Twyla, but I'm sure it's fine." <laughs> These guys oh, told dude. me it's okay. Oh, dude, yeah, Rory's just oh, it's like like you said, it's like a slow-moving car crash. Like everything with the men this episode, that's what it feels like. Like you just like, dude, you have no clue how fucked you are. Um, and Jeff asks Amy if she thought she'd make it this far, and she said, "Yeah, yes." 
Yes! <laughs> That's another thing I love about it. She's just so confident, and she's so direct, and she's like, yeah, I did think I would make it this far. And he's like, he asks, what does he say? Like, what skill do you have yes. that you think you would, that you think got you this far? And she's like, I think... I think I have a good attitude. <laughs> so funny. Like she does have a good attitude when like things are going her way and like everyone's like obeying her. <laughs> like the second someone steps out of line, she has like the worst attitude in the world. Cut flashback to like oh, that look she gives Bubba when he's like, Remember the merge and she goes like full like kill bill lies like <laughs> But yeah. Good Otherwise, great attitude. <laughs> and yeah, so Rory casts a vote against Amy and he's a great voting confessional. He says, Amy, this is the first time I've made a completely personal vote. Your treatment over me of me over the past nine days has been horrible. I have little or no respect for you. And I really hope that like a bad rash, you're finally gone. Thank you. I love the juxtaposition of like the way they bonded at the coffee reward. And then like the way he's talking about her now they do like they hug. It's like, you're like, oh, like maybe they're gonna repair the relationship and no. it's like no <laughs> it reminds me a lot of um okay not to do big brother again but like <laughs> big brother okay in big brother canada 10 like betty like every time she got blindsided by kevin like she would say shit like um Kevin, like, I hate you, and you don't, I don't want to talk to you ever again. I think you're a terrible person. And then he's like, you're just saying that now. And she's like, no, I'm never going to change my mind. I'm going to think you're a bad person until I leave this house. And it's just like, oh, this is why I love reality TV. I just love people being mean to each other. And maybe a podcast isn't the place to talk about this. And maybe <laughs> we should go to a therapist, but <laughs> screw it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I love, I love that we get just total bitter like pulling no punches <laughs> um voting confessional for rory and uh unfortunately that's the last voting confessional rory will be giving uh, because twyla and julie stick with the women and vote out a blindside rory and all the men uh six four and chad's face chad's face cracks his jaw hits the floor he's like <gasps> What? But it's I like, thought Twyla was too simple to flip on us. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a big reaction for something that feels so obvious to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels so deserved. I don't know. <laughs> God, no, it's Chad. <laughs> Chad, like he's such, he gets such a purple at it, like at times. And then we just get these little moments of like. These little moments of him <laughs> just like having an edit and yeah i yeah <laughs> being bamboozled um as as, uh, as rory says in his final words he says i think i am the victim of a gender war right now you think <laughs> the women they've got the men bamboozled into thinking that they had an opportunity i mean i'd be a million dollars richer but i will never forget the islands of fire no one has enjoyed the experience of being on this land more than i have so i like that rory like leaves on a positive note it's so funny like holding up that message next to his vote for amy like it just seems like rory goes from like hot and cold like so fast like mm -hmm. he's like amy's the devil and then he gets voted out and he's like i had a really nice time out here mm -hmm. <laughs> no it's like i it's sweet and like rory's like i it's like it's also fun like to think about like you know like he's mentioned his like wife and like his kids and you just imagine like you know 
we didn't get to, you know, see his full story. Um, but he clearly had like a very powerful time out there for him to like end on that note about the being in, in Vanuatu. He talks about like the, like he's had a few confessions where he's kind of talked about like the power of being on the Island and stuff. So it's, I'm glad he, it kind of wraps up back onto that note. He, so he was never asked back. eh? Is that, it just seems like he's such a good confessionalist. He's like, I know modern survivor is very into like challenges and like Rory can hold his own physical challenges. And he just, he just, he's a great narrator. And I, I think he would be a wonderful presence on a returnee season, but I also haven't seen that many episodes of survivor. So no, he, what do he I know? Sh- he should have been asked back for second chances. I, I think there's some people that should have asked back, uh, been on the ballot for second chances. Um, notably, Rory received votes at every single tribal council uh, he attended. Oh, he holds the record for the number of straight tribal councils attended and receiving votes, with attending six tribal councils in a row and receiving votes at all six of them. Thanks, and Brady. The, and was at that, the time, was that Brady in the first episode who yeah. was just like, "Fuck it, I'm voting for Rory." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And at the time, he broke the record of most votes cast against someone. He had 14 votes cast against in the season. That was later broken at Cook Islands. I won't say by who. Um, so yeah, I wish Rory would have returned. I wish he would have made uh, made the jury. But I, I again, wish he would have last longer. But it's this is a nice way to wrap up his story. He has a great pre-merge story, and the fact that he thinks he's going to make it, and then Amy's, you know, you know, it's just too powerful for him to take down. It makes him a nice kind of like canary in the coal mine of like telling the men like this is good. This is what's going to happen. We need to, you know, we need to stop this, and then. He's it's, the, it's, the first one it's gone. It's too anyway. late. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like this episode a lot. This was like really fun. I don't know if you have any other like overall thoughts about. I mean, it's um, not my favorite in the season. We still have not gotten to some of my favorites in the season, but it's better than I remembered. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I guess my closing thoughts are: um, I don't believe in the glorification of murder, but I do believe in the empowerment of women. <laughs> so, R.I.P. Rory, come back for second chances too, King. Yes, please. Um, so yeah, that was the the merge episode of Survivor Vanuatu. Now the battle really begins. I'll be back next week to talk about gender wars. It's getting ugly. That's Funny. such a good episode title. <laughs> Funny, good title. Um, but before we leave, we'll do plugs. So Connor, if you want to tell people where they can find you, anything you want to plug. Um, and then of course, honoring Amy and the pride is spoken. Choose something that is kind of akin to growing a garden to plug. Um, okay, so I guess you can follow me on Twitter. Um, my handle is I'm just a con. And as we said earlier in the episode, I'm very easy to bully. Um, I guess the other thing I want to plug is not to go back to Big Brother, but uh, if you feel like voting for America's favorite house guest in September, please vote for Taylor Hale. Yeah. <laughs> She's having a raw deal. And, um, it would be nice if she knew how much America loves her. Um, and then for my Amy Cusack style self-care plugging growing a garden, um, I've been really into mall walking lately. Um, it's very hot and sunny outside, but it's very important to walk around. And I think the mall is just a nice place to do that. 
No, I I'm I did not think of one to do this time, so I'm just gonna second that. I'm gonna kind of cop out and second that. I actually did some mall walking when I was back visiting in Illinois. This is great, like weirdly abandoned mall in Champaign, Illinois, where like it's the only things they're there, but they like it's not abandoned anymore. But it's like the weirdest things. It's, like there's an or- there's an organic food co-op. There okay. is a record store. There's a Muay Thai studio. There are mul- like at least two or three churches. There's a Zambian in restaurant. the mall. Yeah, there's a Zambian restaurant. Um, there's like a weird ca- kombucha bakery cafe. There is um, a combination barber shop uh, art gallery. There's a pole what? dancing studio. And what? <laughs> the most crazy thing, it's like not listed in the mall directory, but there's just a guy, I think he's like commandeered an empty storefront and he has like a makeshift sign that he says like office chair sold here and he just sells used office chairs. Where does he get the used? Oh my God, I have so many questions. Yeah, so none of I, those are stores I've heard of. What is this place? No, no, no. It was like the Lincoln Square Mall in Urbana. That's gonna be so good. Go to Lincoln Square Mall in Urbana, Illinois. It is, and then there's my favorite part of the mall is oh, there's also a haunted hotel that's being renovated. Um, like next to the mall? Like attached to the mall. Like you oh could when the, when the hotel was like a thing, you could like go into the lobby like within the, the mall. But it's now being renovated. It's no longer. I think it's still gonna be haunted, but like it'll be renovated. The but ghosts the, probably eat the zamb. Oh my god! What if the people who die and become ghosts are the ones who had the office chairs? <laughs> oh my god, this is huge! But then there's also a like a sign in the mall, like an ad from the year 2000 from a local radio station that has been there for 22 years. Is the radio station still a thing or is it? I, I didn't check. I think it is, but it's like, yeah, literally copyright 2000. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I second mall walking, specifically mall walking in the Urbana Lincoln Square Mall. Your mall could beat up my mall. My mall is not that interesting. <laughs> oh my God. So my plugs, you can follow me on Twitter at Xteen underscore files on Instagram at the Xteen files. You can follow the pod at Sanuatu pod. You can follow the Bitter Jurors Network at Bitter Jurors Pod. You can follow Shadow Play Gaze at Shadow Play Gaze. Um, um, you should also listen to Survivor Otter Creek or watch Survivor Otter Creek and listen to the podcast episodes coming out about it. Um, and I think those are all my plugs. And yeah, go walk in a mall, especially if it's uh, ban- slightly abandoned and haunted. Um, <laughs> thank you again, Connor. This is really fun to finally get to talk to you. Um, and yeah, yeah it was nice. next week. And this is, I'm like really excited about my guests for next week. I'm not trying to hype it up too much, but it's going to be really good. Um, and I'm excited to get more into this merge. So yeah, I'll be back next week with Gender Wars. It's getting ugly. And in the words of Lisa, bye bye. <laughs>